This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with Graham Williams and Christina Stoyanova. We've got an awesome show for you today. Of course, we talk all about the world of apps on this program. Later on, our Hot 5 app countdown, Christina, is? The Hot 5 gardening apps. Took a second there, eh? Yeah, for a second there, I <laughs> forgot what, what the Hot 5 well, We had to plant a seed for it, let it germinate. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We also uh, will be talking uh, with the folks at Fender. Have you ever wanted to learn how to play the guitar, but it seemed overwhelming? Maybe even took some video lessons uh, online. Well, they've got a new app that makes it super easy and fun. We'll chat uh, all about that as well. Of course, we'll be talking about what's streaming on all the streaming services like Netflix, Amazon, and Crave. Before we get there, we've got a lot of uh, app news uh, happening uh, this week. I think one of the big ones is the the wireless wars have heated up a bit over the past week here with uh, more data from some of the carriers. Got to love more data. I mean, I, I know personally I'm actually going to make the call this time. I tried to get on the, what was it, 10 gigabytes for 55 bucks last time, and I ran into busy signals for three days. So at this point, uh, I'm actually I'm going to see if I can make the call and see if I can get, get myself upgraded. You know what I recommend in that case? Mm. Go into a store and interact with an actual human because I did that and it went swimmingly. You can. Graham doesn't like humans. You can do that? <laughs> that- so these uh, these data plans, I don't know how good they are in like most of Canada. The big uh, The big war seems to be happening in Manitoba because uh, I think there's more competition there. Uh, you can get... Um, 10 to 15 gigabytes uh, family phone plans uh, on uh, Rogers uh, and uh, actually uh, up to 20 gigs uh, for 70 bucks a month. They basically doubled the amount of data that you get. Now, to give you a perspective, um, I'm paying, I think, about 150 bucks a month right now for 16 gigs. All together. That's all together. Now, I have have a number of different lines. So my phone bill is around 430 bucks a month. So I've got the whole family on there, right? My mom, my dad, my tablets, all that sort of thing. And so, uh, you know, basically what they, if I'm looking at this correctly, I would be able able to go up to 30 gigabytes for around the same price, which, I mean, I'm constantly pushing the limit on mine. So I might actually see about sticking with the same price, but uh, but seeing if I can get some more data. So the takeaway from this uh, is if you are uh, sad about the amount of data you have, uh, now is the time to go down and uh, check with the local cell providers uh, to see what kind of bonus data that they uh, have going uh, on. Apple will start reporting government requests to remove apps from the App Store. What do you think, Graham? Uh, Big old thumbs up to Apple here. Uh, Once again, really looking forward to uh, the transparency that we see from them and seeing that continue. There have been a number of apps recently that have uh, run afoul of certain governments. Uh, Russia, for example, has tried to get them to take down Telegram, uh, which is a end-to-end encryption messaging app. Uh, there's an interesting story. Telegram's trying to play this like this might be Apple's fault to a to a degree. They've said that Apple has not let them release updates uh, for about six weeks. Telegram says that? Uh, Telegram said that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the scuttlebutt in the industry right now, what I'm hearing from my folks over at Apple, uh, is that uh, this might actually have something to do with some content guidelines. Uh, in so, what way? Well, th- there were some uh, some sketchy content things that were happening on Telegram. It was being used to send certain types of data around. Uh, child pornography was one thing that was floated out there. So, um, you know, Apple, like a lot of other and businesses... And Russia is super concerned about that? Well... <laughs> or are they more concerned that they can't intercept and, and read people's messages? That second one right there. Um, yeah. So th- so really, you know, being able to hear from Apple directly when a government agency asks them to take an app down is going to lead to a lot of transparency there. It's also, I think, going to lead to a lot of government agencies thinking twice before they try to issue a request like that. 
That being said, Apple does actually honor a lot of these requests, just uh, so that we're clear on that. Um, they they are being transparent about it, but they're also complying with a lot of these requests. And I mean, you kind of have to in order you, to be able to you operate. You do, yes, yeah. in order to continue to have a business in those countries, for sure. Yeah. Let's talk about Snapchat now, the app that probably none of our listeners are using, <laughs> but uh, all the kids are. Uh, they recently, uh, in the past year, went through a major redesign that upset pretty well most of their user base. Now the CEO calls the reaction to the app redesign a learning experience. What do you think? Well, this is kind of like basically going into somebody's house, repainting it on them completely, moving all around where all the doors are, and then when they come home, you're shocked that they're upset about it. Um, you can roll out changes to your apps and to your operating systems. We've seen Google do it with material design. We've seen Apple do it with iOS 7 and their flat design. And in a lot of cases, you'll see a lot of people who are familiar with the stuff that they're looking at very, very upset for a short period of time. But typically we adapt. Uh, Snapchat's redesign was so radical. And I mean, let's face it, you know, we, we looked at Snapchat to begin with. This wasn't a good user interface from the, from the get-go. This was one of the first apps that had these mysterious swipe from the side, swipe from the bottom. Oh my know. God, I could never figure out how to use this thing. It, and, and I'm in the generation that should be able to. No, you were, you were in your 30s, right? <laughs> Thanks, Mike. You were dead to the Snapchat users. Chris, Christina's 21 for anyone who's asking. Um, <laughs> in any case, yeah, it was one of these apps that just had this ridiculous user interface where, you, again, you'd, you'd swipe from the left, swipe from the right to do different things. You'd press and hold here. None of these user interface guidelines uh, were, were set out anywhere for anyone to follow. It didn't follow anything else that any other app was doing. So it's kind of been a bit of a mystery, and that may be one of the reasons why, I'm putting in air quotes here, the kids like it, is because it is a little bit more difficult and a little bit less accessible for uh, certain people, grown-ups, to use. So they're purposely making it hard for us to use. Absolutely. And so, <laughs> I mean, the, the challenge with that is, you know, you, your adoption rate can only go so far. There's only a certain percentage of the population that's going to be able to put up with this, quite frankly, nonsense from you. And of course, then, when you go ahead, you get people used to this, interface and then you and go then and rewrite it pull the rug out from under them amazing like what, what, what can we say here this thing is just i mean i i teach um digital storytelling at the university of british columbia and this is an example that i use of uh really bad corporate storytelling basically not communicating to your users not talking about what it's that you're doing and just confusing people across the board I don't know if you guys saw this. Uh, Google, uh, they were testing out an app called Neighborly uh, back a while ago. Now they've opened up a beta of it to a wider audience. Uh, do you know much about this? No, tell me more. So it's kind of like a hyper-local app. You can go in and uh, you know ask, I guess, your neighbors, who would hopefully be on this app as well. Perhaps you need uh, a reliable mechanic uh, or uh, you know the best flower shop. Uh, people in your local, hyper-local area uh, can actually give you recommendations. Oh, that's kind of interesting. See, I've done something very similar to this. When I moved into the, the new building that I moved into back in 2015, I set up a Facebook page for all of my neighbors, and I handed out little cards inviting people to it. And so we actually have a nice little community there of you know 200 condos um, that uh, we kind of chat back and forth with, with each other, and people ask for help when they're moving out or when they're getting some furniture in. Yeah, it, it is actually a really interesting idea. Uh, we had something... I came across something similar when I was down in Honduras for two and a half months because, of course, it's a it's a small island and isolated, so it's hard to come by some things. And there was actually an Ask Anything group where you could pretty much 
ask any question about where to find things on the island or services because obviously you're not getting like a phone book and a lot of these services aren't published on online so nice i don't know how successful this will be because you can do the same thing in facebook uh, if you want to join uh, one of the local i guess city sure. or neighborhood if, uh, groups if that, you're it, still using facebook i know but everyone's <laughs> everyone's still using it i know everyone's mad at facebook but we're still using it Oh, I, I, listeners, I'm I know Facebook, you're using it. I'm Facebook free for three weeks, man. Yeah, but you were never on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> so I, that's easy for you to say. <laughs> I consumed content on Facebook. I just did didn't, you? Did you? I didn't post to Facebook. Okay. I was gone for two weeks and I got a message from Zuckerberg saying that he wishes he could quit me. It was rough. I, <laughs> yeah, I had so to come back. You came back. So my point is, I, I like the idea of this Google uh, app called Neighborly. And again, it's uh, doing uh, an open beta, but... Like I said, it's Facebook is doing the same thing right now. And so why would people, if they're already on Facebook, have another app to do this? Well, it's one of those things where if you really don't want to give your data to a giant privacy invading firm, you would probably want to turn to Google. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another interesting story. You've talked about this as uh, one of your uh, game apps of the week, Graham. Fortnite. You're familiar with the game? Yeah, Fortnite. Very very big on uh, PCs and consoles. They've recently come out with uh, an iOS version as well. Do you know how much it made in April? Tell me. $300 million across mobile, console, and PC. So this is an absolute success story. This game started out. $300 million for one, one game. And here's the interesting thing. The... Um, the money that they're making off this, the game is free to play, so you can download oh, it for yes. free. You can play so it for free. Money. All of the all the things that they're uh, they're making money off are cosmetics in the game. They don't affect the game, um, so it's basically just how you look. So they're like dances for your characters, their outfits, their skins for weapons. So everybody's on a level playing field. Um, this is an absolute success story for free to play games. Um, you there are no timers, right? You don't have to wait to play anything. Um, they've done a really, really great job of making this game completely accessible while also being able to make money off it. So big props to Epic Games on that one. Well, let's switch gears now and uh, maybe learn something about our iPhones. iPhone tip of the week. Unleash the power of your iOS device. What do we got, Graham? So this week's iPhone tip of the week comes to you courtesy of the brand new iOS 11.4 that dropped on Tuesday early this week. It's one of the biggest things that we've been waiting for since iOS 11 was announced. This is iMessages in the cloud. So this uploads the and merges the messages from all your iOS devices. So for example, if you've got an iPad and an iPhone and you've got separate messages on both of them, it'll merge them together. So your conversations with one person are now unified. Um, and it will take all of your macOS devices as soon as the next version of macOS launches in probably about a week. So it preserves them in the cloud so you don't have to restore from a backup anymore. This is one of the biggest things when you went to start a new iPhone or when you went to restore your iPhone uh, and if you set it up as new, all of your text messages would be gone. Everything else would sync. Your apps, email, all that sort of stuff. iMessages wouldn't. Now it does. So that's really, really exciting. It makes messages a lot easier to clean up as well. If you delete on one device, it's going to delete on all devices, which is fantastic. The only challenge is you need to turn the service on. So go to settings, go to iCloud, scroll down and find messages. You'll see a little toggle there. Tap that toggle. You will need to be on Wi-Fi in order for messages to upload and download. It'll take a little bit of time. I know I had like 15 gigabytes of message data since iMessage launched, and I've kept all of that stuff. So it'll upload and download that content, and you'll never have to worry about losing your messages again. Thanks, Graham. Uh, you're listening to The App Show right now with Mike, Graham, and Christina. When we come back, have you ever wanted to learn to play the guitar? Well, now it's easy through an app. You're listening to The App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. 
You're back with the App Show. Mike, Graham, and Christina here. Still lots more to talk about, including our Hot 5 this week. The Hot 5 app countdown is Hot 5 Gardening Apps. And, uh, of course, what's streaming on Netflix, Amazon, and Prime coming up soon as well. Have you ever wanted to learn how to play the guitar? Well, you can do it easily now through an app. On the line, we've got Ethan Kaplan. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Wanted to get you on the line. Uh, we came across a really cool app you guys have uh, developed, and uh, I think a lot of folks might uh, know Fender from the guitar world. You've got something called Fender Play. Tell our listeners about it. Yeah, Fender Play is um, it's a subscription-based online guitar learning uh, product, both on uh, Android, iOS, as well as available on the web. Um, we made it knowing that most people, when they pick up a guitar, are going to get discouraged, and most of them quit within three months. So we wanted to make a digital product that helped people get into the instrument and stick with the instrument um, to get the most out of it. And uh, what, uh, what platform does this, uh, this app work on? Um, we have it out for uh, iPhone, iPad, Android, Android tablets, and the web. So it's pretty much available wherever you, you are when you're playing. And so what, what makes this different than uh, the other guitar lessons out there? I, I know there's a lot of video lessons. What would make this different? We put a lot of attention into how people learn uh, nowadays. If you go to some video instruction sites, um, the videos are 60, 65 minutes long sometimes, and it takes a long time uh, getting through theory and kind of esoteric playing to actually play a real song. What we wanted to do is get you playing a song, something that you knew within 26 minutes or less. Um, we did it so that lessons are small. They're kind of uh, short, bite-sized, quick wins, very achievement-based. Um, we also put a lot of attention into how we shoot. Uh, we make the best guitars, I think, in the world. They look great. Um, so the videos needed to look as good. They needed to sound good. And it needed to be done in a way that you actually can understand what you're seeing. So we do things like over-the-shoulder shots. So you actually really get a deep uh, understanding of how to play. Uh, so it was a very future-forward uh, product in terms of how we did it. And how many lessons are there? I think in our system right now we have near 1,000 lessons. There's uh, 360 or so songs. Um, we teach everything from kind of deep techniques on um, picking and pivot fingers and arpeggios to very basic, like, one-note chords. So wherever you're entering from, maybe having picked the instrument up 10 years ago and put it back under your bed or grabbed it from your parents' closet at your childhood home, we can get you back into the instrument, or if you've never picked up a guitar before, we can get you into the instrument from there. Do I have to have a Fender guitar? doesn't have to be a Fender. It works with any six-string, 22-fret instrument, which is the best thing about it. And uh, what kind of uh, pricing are we looking at for the lessons? Um, the lessons are nine ninety nine uh, a month. We have a 30-day free trial. Um, the, the, the most uh, economical is the $89 one-year package. Um, it gives you one year of access to all of the instruction, all of the lessons, all of the songs, and we're continuing to add content um, every week, every day almost. Uh, it also gives you access, the 999 or, 80, or 89 gives you access to ukulele lessons um, as well, and we're working on putting bass uh, lessons into the product. I could become a ukulele master? Yeah, ukulele, believe it or not, is one of the fastest growing instruments right now, and, and it's becoming super popular with you know, everybody. Um, and you're seeing it show up on stages, at rock shows, um, YouTube videos galore. So we have really good ukulele lessons as well. So you can kind of uh, stretch your palate. So you can make even someone like me uh, learn uh, to play guitar uh, like Eric Clapton? 
Yeah, I, I think, it, you know, the, the great thing about the product is it's uh, adaptable to however you want to learn and whatever you want to play. We have, we have songs in there that are from hip-hop artists to heavy metal, rock, classic rock. I mean, our most popular track is uh, a Foster the People track. It's not what you would expect from a guitar uh, instruction site. Very cool. And how long has this been out now? Um, we're approaching one year in July, so we've had it out there since July 4th of last year. And how's the feedback been? It's been great. Um, people are sticking with it. People are learning. Um, we have a Facebook community around it that um, when, you, when you join the product, you get access to that. People are posting videos of themselves playing, performing, performing. You know, people are now getting to the point of where they're performing for friends and, and posting video of that or performing for family. And, and that's really powerful for us. Um, you know, the guitar is a great expressive instrument, uh, and helping people unlock that is really the aim of what we're doing. We're talking with Ethan Kaplan uh, over at Fender, Fender Guitars. He's the uh, the master of digital over there. Thanks so much for joining us today, uh, Ethan. Where can people find out more information about this? Yeah, um, head over to play.fender.com um, to get access to the free trial and get into Fender Play, um, or download us uh, on the Apple or Android App Store by searching for Fender Play. Very cool. Thanks again, Ethan. Thank you so much. Well, now it's time for our Facebook Tip of the Week. What do we got, Graham? This week's Facebook Tip of the Week is a fun one for anyone using Google Chrome on the desktop. There are tons of great Chrome extensions for Facebook. So this week we're featuring one called Flatbook. Flatbook gives Facebook a whole new look for you, removing all of the ads and many of the elements that make Facebook distracting. So to, so to install it, head over to the Google Chrome extension part of Google Play, download it, install, and restart your browser, and check out what everybody's talking about. That name again, Flatbook. When we come back from the break, it's the Hot 5 app countdown. Hot 5 gardening apps. And of course, what's streaming this week on the streaming channels. You're listening to the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with the App Show. Mike Graham and Christina here in studio. We will be covering uh, some of the hot movies and TV shows on the streaming networks uh, coming up here shortly. But uh, before we get there, one of my uh, favorite uh, segments, we've got our Hot 5. The Weekly App Hot 5. This week, it's the Hot 5 gardening apps. And we're starting with number five, Christina. Leaf Snap. This one is available on iOS only, and it is free. It allows you to take a picture of a leaf against a white backdrop, like a piece of paper, for example, and then it'll help you identify that plant. So it's a great way if you're out in the wild and uh, find some plants that you like that you might want to plant in your garden. And you're carrying white paper with you. I actually have a friend who's a botanist who went to use this for the first time, didn't realize she had to carry white paper with her. So now she is carrying white paper with her and has apparently really loved the app. So I was making fun of that, but she is. She is, yeah. Hi, Caroline. <laughs> Mike, how hard is it to have a piece of paper in your pocket? Who carries a piece of white paper with them? Well, if you're out and you want to identify plants and you know that you're interested in this app, maybe you stick a piece of white paper I in I like the pocket. concept. I'm, I'm actually going to try this because it sounds interesting. I wonder how accurate it is. If you're or, passionate about foliage, this is, uh, this is a big deal. Or here's an idea. Maybe you can take the leaf home with you and photograph it there. Yeah, but then where, where did I find it? And what plant was it on? This is this is leave leave no trace, right? Take nothing but memories, leave nothing but footprints. <laughs> All right. We're talking about the Hot 5 Gardening App Countdown, number four, Graham. Uh, Gardenate. So this is uh, for iOS and Android. It's a buck thirty nine. It's a gardening companion with over 90 edible plants and herbs. It has a planting calendar so you can uh, sow when you want to and uh, grow at any time, localized to your climate zone. Uh, it lets you record planting and harvest dates and notes and that sort of thing. So year over year, you can Im improve your harvest. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Like it. I dig it. 
Number three on the Hot 5 app countdown, we're talking about the Hot 5 gardening apps. Christina. We have Plant Diary. It's an Android app and it is free on the uh, on Google Play. Uh, it's a simple app that allows you to track what you're planting, even mapping it out on a grid so you can have a visual representation of it. And that's really about it. There's not a lot of bells and whistles here, but it is a good way to track what you've planted. That's a great idea because uh, I would love to plant a garden, but I would forget where I planted everything. Then you just have to wait for it to come out. <laughs> <laughs> and then I use Leaf Snap after one of the leaves exactly. uh, finally. What the heck was this again? All right. <laughs> Just don't forget your white piece of paper. <laughs> exactly. We're uh, talking about the Hot 5 gardening apps this week. Number two. This is a perennial match. It's for iOS. It is $6.99. And this, if you could kind of think of it almost as like Tinder for perennials. Uh, the idea here is that you want to uh, create combinations that work where they're going to thrive together. They're not going to strangle each other. Uh, so it do shows plants you do that? Well, yeah. Don't, don't yours? No. They live in harmony. Have any of yours ever asked you to feed them? No, they just die. <laughs> I guess I don't need them. Mine keeps calling me Seymour. It's really, really awkward. Yeah, that is weird. Um, so <laughs> perennial match. Tell us more. Perennial match. So it'll let you know if your uh, perennials are compatible with each other and if they'll work in a particular spot. So for seven bucks, you end up with a a much better perennial experience. Seven bucks. That's a lot. Isn't it's it? it's worth it for happy perennials. There you go, Mike. You you want to pay seven dollars for everyone to live in harmony in your garden? Right. This is true. Number one. Gardening app here on the Hot 5, Christina? Number one is Waterbug. So if you don't have a green thumb, this one's for you. It's available on iOS only and it's $3.99. It alerts you when you need to water your plants and offers you some plant care tips like pruning, how to fertilize, and how to deal with pests and disease. Interesting. Um, But if you're that bad, will this app really help? It will. It actually, uh, it has a really great database for all of the plants. So it can give you advice on, you know, when to water oh, them, etc. So uh, for me, I'm absolutely terrible with the plants. My uh, stepmom actually ventures over and uh, gives them a little love once in a while and prunes them and things like that. <laughs> So you're like a, you're like a plant murderer. I, I'm a plant murderer. That's right. The only thing that has survived in my home is a peace lily, which actually will look like cooked spinach when it's thirsty. So it's really hard to miss. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a snake plant, which literally thrives on air. Love it. Fair. <laughs> that was uh, the hot five gardening apps again. Number five, leaf snap. Number four, garden eight. Number three, plant diary. Number two, perennial match. And number one, water bug. Let's uh, switch gears here again. We're going to get our creative app of the week brought to you by Vancouver Film School. What do we got, Graham? So the lens on this week's particular creative app is ProCam 5. So this app is uh, you know, great for shooting great pictures. One of the most powerful things you can do with a camera in your phone is to take control of those manual features when you're crafting an image. So ProCam 5 gives all of those features, letting you shoot exactly what you want to get in the shot every single time. It's particularly powerful at night, where a challenging mix of conditions can make it difficult to get exactly the picture that you you want. So ProCam 5 lets you play with the aperture, shutter speed, and other features of the camera camera to shoot something perfect. So that is available for $8.50 on the App Store, and it's optimized for the latest iPhone models, including the iPhone 10. We've got so much more to talk about here on the App Show today, including what's streaming on the streaming services like Netflix, and uh, also some more hot apps of the week, including your fitness app and game app of the week. Stay tuned. You are back with the app show. Let's get right into uh, what's happening online. Streaming this week. 
We've got a lot of uh, shows and movies. Uh, of course, we'll uh, start with uh, Netflix. This one, uh, kind of an interesting movie. It's interesting? Ca- it's called Mother. All I'm trying to do is bring life into this house. Open the door to new people, new ideas. I'm so sorry. Get out of my house! Yeah! Ah. I would actually define this one as polarizing, Mike. Yes, it's uh, Jennifer Lawrence, Javier Bardem. Uh, this one, uh, it's about a couple's relationship, and it's tested when uninvited guests arrive at their home, disrupting their tranquil existence. And you've, you've seen it. You didn't like it. But I've, I know people have seen it that really enjoyed it. Yes. It, like I said, it's polarizing. The person who recommended it absolutely loved it. I hated it. Absolutely hated it, one hundred percent. It's interesting because I, I haven't actually seen the film, but I've heard that uh, Aronofsky, the man who directed it, uh, came out after the fact and sort of explained what it's about. And a lot of people who liked it before he did that came out and said that was too on the nose, and yeah. we no longer not like the film. So that's 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 an interesting context to have after the fact. I haven't heard how he's explained it. I haven't seen it, so. I'm really useless in this discussion. This yeah, discussion. I, I found one thing that really bothered me was actually Jennifer Lawrence's character in this one. She was very much like the shrinking violet in this one. And and that is not a role that suits her, I find. Mm, fair enough. Next up on Netflix this week, we've got Coco from Pixar and Disney. I know I'm not supposed to love music. No music. No music. <laughs> <laughs> But my great-grandma Coco's father was the greatest musician of all time. Papa. Ernesto de la Cruz. One day, he left with his guitar and never returned. No, my family. This was a, a fantastic movie. Uh, if uh, you enjoy Pixar movies, uh, this one uh, is, is great. Uh, basically, aspiring musician Miguel, confronted with his family's ancestral ban on music, enters the land of the dead to find his great-great-grandfather, a legendary singer. I think uh, that's uh, Miguel. Miguel, what do I call him? Miguel? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've offended. <laughs> I, I will say, um, if you do have a higher quality television with high dynamic range, this thing is absolutely beautiful to watch. It's, I mean, it's a charming story. The music's fantastic, but the colors are stunning. Yeah, I, I have to agree there. Uh, next up here on uh, Netflix... This one's got uh, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler. When straight-laced Kate learns she's infertile, she hires immature Angie to be her surrogate, inviting hilarity as both women prepare for motherhood. What Kate wanted was a baby. I just don't like your uterus. Your chances of conceiving are very low. What she got... Our surrogate's fee is $100,000. It costs more to have someone born than to have someone killed. Takes longer was a baby mama. When I first thought about Angie carrying someone else's baby, I thought, my wife's got to have sex with someone else's husband to do this? That's going to cost extra. It's out of the question. (laughs) Okay, so is this movie ever going to win an Oscar back in the day? No. Uh, But I thought it was pretty funny. If you like Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, uh, definitely a a fun little movie. Have either of you seen it? No, I don't think there's a lot in this one that speaks to me, but that's just me. Next up uh, on Netflix, uh, this is uh, based on Greg Sestro's best-selling tell-all tale about the making of Tommy Wiseau's cult classic disaster piece, The Room. Los Angeles, everybody wants to be star. You have to be the best. 
and never give up. When I get up on stage in front of people, all I can think about is, what if they laugh at me? But you, man, you're fearless. I want to feel that too. I don't care. I... I love this movie. I never saw the original uh, that it was based on, uh, again, called The Room. Uh, this is uh, a movie, uh, Tommy Wiseau, uh, an interesting character put together. It is a crazy movie. Uh, this is basically uh, the story behind that. And James Franco, amazing. I, I'd say if you haven't seen it, go see it because it is, it's weird. Did you enjoy it? I liked it, yeah. Yeah. Christina, you have to watch it now. All right, I'll think about it. <laughs> uh, next up, we have... Ladybird. Ladybird, is that your given name? Yeah. Why is it in quotes? I gave it to myself. It's given to me by me. Ladybird always says that she lives on the wrong side of the tracks, but I always thought that that was like a metaphor. But there are actual train tracks. This was a, a fantastic movie. I uh, enjoyed it. Uh, it's basically in 2002, an artistically inclined 17-year-old girl comes of age in Sacramento, Sacramento, California. Uh Fantastic movie. I enjoyed this one too, but it is definitely a slower paced movie. So uh, something to keep in mind. If you're looking for something action packed, this is not going to fit the bill for you. No explosions. No. Zero explosions. No. I'll uh, put it on the the (laughs) B list. There's a risky car move, but that's about it. (laughs) Fair. Okay. Uh, Next up, we have August Rush. Tells the story of a charismatic young Irish guitarist and a sheltered young cellist uh, who have a chance encounter one magical night and uh, they basically uh, have a son together but then get separated and the son becomes an orphan and anyway there's a whole story in this got to see the movie here's a I believe in music the way some people believe in fairy tales what I hear came from my mother and father once upon a time they fell in love this was a, a fantastic uh, little movie, uh, great family movie uh, as well. Uh, Kerry Russell, uh, Jonathan Rice Myers, Robin Williams, Terrence Howard. Uh, again, uh, a great cast and uh, a lot of fun to watch. Next up here on Prime, we've got Blitz. Uh, Blitz. Uh, Brandt is a tough cop with questionable, questionable ethics who teams up with Officer Nash to hunt down a crazed serial killer. A serial killer on the loose. Yo there, copper! Every day, another officer down. When the law can't protect its own, you need the man who breaks all the rules. She get a look at the attacker? All she could say for sure is that he's big and white. Big and white. So he's not the black kid from different strokes. Uh, fun movie. Uh, Jason Statham being Jason Statham and Jason Statham's country. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, what else we have here on Crave TV? They've uh, got uh, a very interesting movie called Wrecked. They back in downtown Duncan yesterday, killing a female teller and a security guard. Considered armed and dangerous, and last seen driving a gray Chevrolet. This is a movie with Adrian Brody, and uh, it's about a man trapped in a car wreck at the bottom of a ravine who must overcome incredible odds to survive. That's all that we have for the streaming uh, shows this week. Graham, uh, what game app of the week do you have? 
This week's game of the week is called Hyperforma. So if you've ever played Arkanoid in the arcade or any of the variants like Brickle or even Pong, I suppose, you look at the basic premise of Hyperforma. Your character rockets around an arena, bouncing off walls. And in this particular game, uh, he's breaking bricks surrounding a target. Now, there's a whole story here about advanced AI and how it's taking over the world. And apparently those bricks are processors that you're trying to break down to make sure that we don't all become Grey Goo before AI kills us. Uh, but if you're not there for the story, the game's an absolute riot. Uh, it's $3 on the App Store, available for iPhone, and it's out now. What's it called again? Hyperforma. And what kind of people would like this? What um, kind of gamers? Anybody that's got a little bit of time to spare. It's actually one, kind of one of those things that it's just kind of fun to play. It's very arcadey, and so you don't really need to have a ton of dexterity with it. It's just it's fun to play. We still have a lot more to talk about here on today's program, including our travel app of the week and also our fitness app of the week. You're listening to the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Mike Graham and Christina will be back right after this. You are back with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with Christina Stoyanova and Graham Williams. want to really thank uh, everyone for tuning in today, but we still have a, a little bit more to chat about. Before we get to the travel app of the week, let's talk to Graham and uh, see what's happening in the fitness side. So uh, this week's fitness app is a little bit more low-key. I mean, everybody loved um, Pokemon Go, right? Yes. Okay, so this is an app that's designed to get you out of the house, much like Pokemon Go was, but this time we're looking for dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs, yeah. And so uh, the app is Jurassic World Alive, and it's an app that sends you out and around your city looking for dinosaurs through augmented reality. So if you have a newer iPhone or if you've got a newer Android phone, uh, you can basically pull this thing out, look through the screen, and while dinosaurs will thankfully not be there in the real world, they will be wandering around on your screen. And a lot like Pokemon Go, uh, you're looking to track them down, capture them, and breed them. So the more you walk, the more you'll find. It's actually a really neat little way to get people who, off their butts. and Who looking, doesn't love dinosaurs? Right. Uh, so you can download that from uh, Google Play or the App Store. It's free. There are in-app purchases a lot like Pokemon Go. So uh, if you want to give that a go, uh, the app is there. The, the interesting thing, obviously, is this has been released uh, in conjunction with a new Jurassic World movie that's coming out. I think Fallen Kingdom is the name of it. See, you know everything. <laughs> Speaking of Pokemon Go, I don't know if you saw that story in France uh, where that uh, uh, that guy climbed up several, uh, I guess, floors to rescue that uh, little kid that was hanging off a balcony. Mm -hmm, yeah. Uh, well, apparently uh, his father was busy playing Pokemon Go. Oh, Lord. And so now he's actually facing up to two years in prison. Well, you know, that's uh, not a great thing. Yes. <laughs> Look after your children. Let's uh, switch gears to happier uh, thoughts. Uh, Christina, what do you have for our travel app of the week? That was a heavy lead in, Mike. Thanks for that. <laughs> I know. You've got you've to take this up now. Yeah, apparently. So if you are going road tripping in the U.S. this summer, this is the app for you. It's called iExit. It's available on Android and iOS, and it's free. And it basically tells you exactly what is near every highway exit from gas stations to restaurants to ATMs. It even lets you mark uh, particular chain restaurants or other services as favorites. So it'll alert you when they're coming up and you can stop and eat at the places that you actually like instead of those uh, weird greasy spoon places that you find along the way. What's this called again? I exit. Uh, I exit. Yeah. So to take you off the beaten path. Well, I mean, it just alerts you to what's near, near exits. Um, but like I said, it's only available in the U.S., so this is definitely for people who are road trip tripping through the States. I think a lot of us do that in the summertime. Uh, going In Canada, we go down to, you know, uh, Portland or um, other parts of the U.S. on the East Coast. So uh, definitely a useful tool to have. 
Thanks, Christina. That was our travel app of the week. I exit. Don't forget to listen to our sister show, Get Connected, here on the Chorus Radio Network every Saturday. It's uh, live from 10 to 11 a.m. here on CKNW 980, and it goes across to uh, a bunch of stations uh, across Canada. I want to thank uh, Graham and Christina for helping put the show together and hosting. This is Mike Graham and Christina signing off. We'll see you again next time. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.